TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number three of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Adatula. Y'all really hate Dwight Powell, don't you? Larry D. Flores, hold it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877 if you want to get in on the conversation. He ain't, each, do, he ain't do nothing but be nice and get hit in the face. And look at y'all just hating him. Each NFC East team's biggest concern from this former GM's perspective, that courtesy of the athletic, we'll get into that conversation here on your home of the Cowboys here in just a moment. Really appreciate Tim Cato of the athletic for joining us for the entirety of the eight o'clock hour here on 105 through the fan talking Mavericks basketball ahead of NBA free agency, which begins tomorrow. Will your Mavericks be in play for the likes of Bruce Brown, among others? If you missed that hour, you can hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app uh, and check out our terrific conversation with Tim there. We also had Tim McMahon of ESPN on earlier in the show at 720. If you missed that, you can definitely hit the rewind button there as well. If you wanted to hear Mavericks basketball, we got you covered here on 105 through the fan, a much anticipated uh, NBA free agency that has seen already uh, a couple of signings, including one that happened today for former Dallas Maverick, uh, Harrison Barnes, who signed a three-year $54 million deal to re-up with the Sacramento Kings. So Harrison Barnes is going to be remaining, at least for the moment, in Sacramento. If any other news breaks, we will... Uh, get that to you throughout the course of the rest of our show. We're with you until 11 o'clock tonight here on this Thursday night. Unfortunately, the good guys went down today. The Rangers lost to the Detroit Tigers. But not one, not two, not three, but four all-star starters for your Texas Rangers. Josh Young, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and Jonah Heim all headed to Seattle as all-star starters for your Texas Rangers. So that gets you caught up a little bit. (laughs) Lorraine There it is. That's right. That's love right. To hear it. Shout out to Matt Hicks, of course, of 105 through the fan. But the calendar reg is about to turn from June to July, which means, boys and girls, we get to Reg's favorite time of the year. Don't do it. The time between now and when training camp begins, that means conversations about position battles. That means conversations about who's the best group on the football team, on the roster, those aren't it. All of those things. What is it? What? What? Those aren't the. Those aren't the <laughs> issues. Reds' favorite topic that we'll be discussing at some point this offseason. 
53-man roster projections. Drives me up a wall. That's what Reds loves talking about during I'll, this time. I'll save that for later. This time. I'll save that discussion for of later. Of year. Oh, but there is cowboy content to consume, Reg. Always. As Larsa Pippen's boyfriend shows up on the television screen. Why would screen. you do that? I'm sorry. Last Dance is on in here. So, you know, he came up on the screen. So there, there's that. Uh, each NFC East team's biggest concern from this former GM's perspective. I found this very interesting. It's coming from uh, Randy Mueller. Yeah, and I, I, I did the Googles. Apparently, he is currently the director of player personnel for the Seattle Sea Dragons. Shout out to the uh, the the Axe Yeah, I figured you'd want to do that. That's right. Uh, That's most right. recently, the general manager with the Miami Dolphins. That's right. In 07. Mm-hmm. Before that. General manager of the New Orleans Saints. So he's, he's done a little bit around the league, definitely bounced around as an executive um, and in personnel all the way around there. So obviously that is the perspective that he's bringing here. And I found his Cowboys one to be interesting given what the Cowboys have been able to do this offseason, obviously bringing in Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore, trying to help this team get back to the NFC Championship, something they haven't done for over two and a half decades. By the way, if you are a consumer of the NFL Network, tomorrow is your day because the NFL Network will have a marathon of a football life. It is Dallas Cowboys edition. Oh, that sounds fun. Which means they will have a football life starting at uh, 12 o'clock tomorrow. Oh, like midnight from midnight. No, no, no. Oh, tw- 12 noon. 12 noon tomorrow. Okay, cool. I'm about to say, like, is it really going It's going to be the marathon for real, for real, like 12 to 12? Mm-mm, no, 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 no. But uh, Tom Lanchy, Roger Staubach. Jimmy Johnson, the Great Wall of Dallas, Drew Pearson, Tony Romo, Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, all a football life going to be broadcasting uh, as well. Not only that, you'll have uh, the timeline. There's only one America's team, Charles Haley, and also uh, Jerry Jones. So lots of Cowboys content if you want to watch that tomorrow. Oh, man. Tomorrow. The Randy Mueller testimonials rolling in from the 940. Terrible GM. He ruined my Dolphins. Oh, no. Oh, that sounds like real personal. Well, personally, mm-hmm. look, positive reviews coming in. <laughs> well, let's go with his perspective when it comes five stars for the Dallas Cowboys before we move on to another NFC East team or two quotes by Cowboy standards. This group has kept the drama low during a time of year when they are known for wanting to win press conferences. It, that's fair. Well, pretty low drama situation. Also, right? Like. Pretty uh, agreeable moves as well. Like I don't think we found How about that? the ire of Cowboys Nation thus you know, far in the offseason. This is one of the first offseasons in recent memory where most of Cowboys Nation has been fairly agreeable yeah. about the moves that were made. Universally, for the most part, uh, celebrated with the moves of Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, bringing back Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah, don't, don't forget the exits. That's very true. Um... Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott, and then the white Kellen Moore, which I mean that one that one had a little bit of yeah, that had, that had a little but, bit of a little bit of a thing to it, but at the same time, those moves were made, and now what Mueller writes is that one focus this offseason has been the seventeen interceptions thrown by quarterback Dak Prescott in the twenty twenty two regular season and playoffs, but even with those picks, Dallas still only committed. 23 turnovers when the league average was 22.2 a season. I'm sure that ago. all the Cowboys fans are love, loving hearing that. That that's I'm sure that's going over well <laughs> with Cowboys ears right now. Interceptions actually or, or turnovers weren't that much of a problem for the offense last year. People are like, yeah, get out of my face. 
Well, here's what he goes on to say. He says, I'm not here to tell you that Prescott doesn't have to clean it up, but his processing and decision-making were blurred by trying to do too much at times and in other cases needing to have some better defined options. I think the combined philosophies of new offense, according to Brian Schottenheimer and head coach Mike McCarthy's West Coast offensive roots will eliminate, how about this, the gray area oh, okay. for Dak. That was what this was all about? That's right. Okay, fantastic. That's right. We can end the segment now. He got to the thing. He said the thing, guys. I said the thing okay. that we came in for. Uh, plus the speed factor that Cooks brings will present a different challenge for defenses. I think that this is a lot of what, at large, Cowboys media has talked about. Um, obviously, look, I get how, from a fan perspective, especially if you are not have not been sold on Dak Prescott, you saw last season, you were like, incensed and furious but I think this is the way that a lot of smart football folks that at least I listen to seem to perceive the season from Dak Prescott obviously it's not what you want but it was cloudy with you know poorly defined options and of course like Dak Prescott doing a lot and I know some people would look at the Dak Prescott doing a lot and being like well that's because he's not good enough I don't really even feel like having that particular debate at this point but I, I think that he seems to be in line with a lot of smart football folks who say making these a little bit clearer in the decision making and adding the, the the weapon, the offensive weapon of, you know, having some speed, having that X, Y receiver that can shift defenses and challenge them is going to matter. Um, but then that also falls on the the front office last season for not having a particular wide receiver to help them uh, do some of those things. But still, yeah, having that now, addressing that now um, should help alleviate some of those things in addition to the fact that Dak Prescott has not historically been a turner over of the ball to coin a really stupid phrase right <laughs> so like I, I I don't know let me gauge for you your mm-hmm. interest uh, or your responses how concerned are you about the Dak Prescott turnoff turnover was going into this next season I'm not I'm not yeah that's I wouldn't say I'm not flatly because obviously it's like look man Am there's I a possibility to that a could degree? happen again yeah Sure, mm-hmm. but to the degree at which I think a lot of folks have taken it to throughout the course of this offseason, no, I'm not. You cannot have your quarterback turning over the football 15 times throwing the football for interceptions. It can't happen. For sure. But this is also a quarterback whose interception percentage throughout the course of his career has been pretty low. So I tend to think that last year was an anomaly given what we have seen from him so far throughout his career and the consistency and hopefully the uniformity that comes with Brian Schottenheimer and Mike McCarthy being on the same page and the purpose at which Dak Prescott is playing and throwing the football and being on the same page with those receivers. And you talked about the speed element that Brandon Cooks is going to provide, also with some really good route running. That should clean up what we saw last year. And if that is the case, a team that was still a top-five scoring offense can be that much better with balance in the run game given Tony Pollard comes back healthy. But no, I'm not as concerned with Dak Prescott and the turnover problem that he had a year ago as I tend to think that that was more of an anomaly given what he is or what he's about to become for the rest of his his career in that way. You want to talk about a little bit more of what Randy Mueller sees for the Cowboys? As a team, he writes, the Cowboys were really good at converting third downs in 2022 at 45.5%, according to True Media, which comes down to design by the staff and decision-making by the quarterback. However, he says, he's worried about Dallas's the Dallas front office going ahead and extending Prescott to a place contract-wise that makes him irreplaceable. 
And this that's the other side of the coin, right? Like thinking that he's some level of capable, but also understanding that you have to properly rate him and you cannot put too much on his plate. Um, and I think that's where a lot of Cowboys fans end up existing as well. It's like, hey, man, he's the, and I think that's it comes out in certain ways that might sound extreme. Mm-hmm. And maybe some people do mean those extremes. I don't mean to put words in their mouth. But I think a lot of Cowboys fans are just in a place where it's like you do not. He, he is not going to be the single best quarterback in the league and he should not have those level of responsibilities because you're setting him up for failure. And I think that's what Mueller is getting at here. Um, and being cognizant of giving him the right amount of responsibility and also in that way, the right amount of salary cap. But some of that is just the way the market, you know, goes. That's right. The tough part about that. Part of what he also goes on to say going over to the defense is he doesn't like the idea of Micah Parsons adding weight in order to put his hand in the ground and be more of a full time edge player. In all honesty, he says, quote, I don't love it. I've said this before, but the chaos that Parsons creates for offense starts with them having to identify and locate him when his alignment varies. That goes to the R.J. Choppy school of thought when it comes to not having Micah Parsons put his hand in the ground primarily as an edge rusher, but moving him as a chess piece Uh within the defense to have offenses account for wherever he may be coming from given his skill set that he has. Didn't last season disprove that, like, to a degree? Because he basically was your right defensive end. That is correct. Right? And so, for me, I I still love that versatility. It's still very useful. However, I think more importantly in my perspective is that he's able to make it through a 17-game season. And I think that's what the level of bulking up or adding weight is for, is being able to take – the the physical grueling you know pounding that take that is ta- undertaken by being in the trenches and fighting. All right, I mean even if you're on the edge, like you're going up against these tackles, these large people, and they're they're trying to you know work that man. Like don't let's let's not get it twisted, right? They understand the 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 difficulty that he causes and anything that they can any you know pain or any effort that they can inflict upon his body. I imagine that they're going to take. And so yeah, the bruising that 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 position takes. Having him best prepared for that, I think, is more important than he's he's light enough that we can conceivably move him around. Well, teams still know. Yes. Teams still understand. Like One th- thing we don't have to worry about offense is now having to do is trying to figure out where 11 is. Yeah, that's part of that's that's getting when when uh, coaching staff sit down, whatever day they sit down, starting to game plan for the Cowboys. Hey, what's where's up number 11? That's right. Right. Like, I that's think right. we understand that that's I'm I'm personally more concerned with making sure Micah can be as healthy as possible and as prepared for the bruising and grueling schedule that is the NFL. Now, how Dan Quinn disguises Micah Parsons, how he packages him, where he moves him. That is still an element of this defense that I don't think is necessarily going away. But Micah Parsons has shown what type of edge rusher that he is and why not have him utilize that as one of his best skill sets, even with the rotation that you'll have with Sam Williams, Dante Fowler Jr. and others being able to play opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. Moving Micah Parsons around is still a part of the plan for this defense, but him having his hand in the ground and getting after the quarterback because what he can do is utilize speed, athleticism to get after the quarterback, and I want to see that more often than not when it comes to Parsons. But obviously for the Cowboys, there's a lot to think about as we get ready for training camp. Training camp uh, less than a month away as the training camp schedule was announced yesterday for your Dallas Cowboys. Your home of the Cowboys, 105 through the fame, will be all over it throughout the entirety of camp and into the regular season, of course. But that's some perspective from former former GM uh, Randy Mueller about how he feels that the Cowboys are moving this offseason.
It's the Get Right for Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next here, it's time to hand out some midseason MLB awards. Yeah, ESPN has some midseason MLB awards. Do you agree? And also, what would we give midseason MLB awards for your Rangers? We'll discuss it next on 105.3 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. So get right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Going to hand out some midseason MLB awards, including some for your Texas Rangers. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. Coming up in 17 minutes, we'll go inside the gray area where Vanna White is going to quit if you don't give her this Wheel of Fortune. We'll get into some of that. What happened? Nothing. You didn't think I was going to finish the rest of the, of the, the, the tease there? That's right. You was worried about... Yes, okay. and I'm worried about what people are thinking. The this is in there. So, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, real quick, shout out to Kirk Henderson. Hey, hey, Kirk hey. Kirk hey. Serious Face That's on right. Twitter. That's right. For astutely pointing out that Tim Cato looked like Pat McAfee <laughs> in his appearance <laughs> on this very program earlier today. In fact, he has a little side-by-side. Oh, uh, man. Pictures, which I, I find just entirely entertaining. So I absolutely love it. Shout out to Kirk. Uh, <laughs> I can't unsee it now. I cannot see it. It's the great. whole, it's yeah, good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg at Atula on Twitter. Unfortunately, the good guys went down today to the Detroit Tigers. Damn you, Spencer Torkelson. Yeah, he hit <laughs> not one, uh, but two homers today for the Detroit Tigers, who won eight to five. But oh my god! Oh, uh, so the Astros got a game back. <laughs> Because they beat the mess out of the Cardinals. Oh, my God. Uh, 14 to nothing. Well, you want to talk about a conflicting day for Jared Sandler. Good gracious. Oh, yeah. Oh, that definitely. No, but this is the thing. He can always lean and rest his laurels on the eye that the Rangers got. Not one. Not two. Not three. But four starters in uh, this year's All-Star game. That's right. Including the first rookie in franchise history, Young Money. Josh Young going to be named, uh, is named your third base all-star starter for the American League. Corey Seager at shortstop. Marcus Simeon at second base. And Jonah Heim beats out Adley Rutschman 
from the Baltimore Orioles to be your starting American League catcher. By a slim margin, 52% of the vote compared mm-hmm. to 48. Like, just so slim. Nonetheless, the Rangers having... Lorenzieri! That's right! <laughs> Talk to him, Hicksie! That's right, Matt Hicks, that's right. Uh, but nonetheless, the most all-star starters in franchise history, history being made today by your Texas Rangers, which allows us to hand out uh, some MLB awards as we get ready to turn the calendar from June to July and not that far away from the Midsummer Classic. By the way, gentle reminder where the 2024 MLB All-Star game will be. Where is that? Oh, you know, Globe Life Field. That's right. That's right. That place is going to be packed. I can't wait for that next year uh, for the MLB All-Star game. They're going to have five All-Stars? They Starters? How cool will it be? I love that you... You you went to how cool it'd be, but I saw in your eyes yeah. like, why are you saying this, you <laughs> idiot? What are you talking That's about? Not, that was in your eyes. I seen it. I see what I you're doing. It. I see what you're doing here. I'm not doing it. We anything. only doing the show once a week, so you feel like you just set it all out there. That's <laughs> what you're doing. All right, that would be amazing though. I mean, look, they got four starters on the infield this year. Why not go get you know the rest of them? You know, the starting first baseman. By the way, we're looking at Nathaniel Lowe Low with some side eye. Like, what you what you doing? Yeah, the rest of your teammates out here, all stars. How, how, how's it feel? You don't, you're the only one of the infielders not in there. What's happening, dog? Jared should ask him that on the uh, That would be so nasty. The don't, no, Texas J- podcast. Jared, oh, on the podcast, though. Yeah, that's a good point. On the podcast, he should ask right. him that. Real comfortable, yeah. cozy confines. He should. He's like, hey, Nathaniel, what's up with you? Yeah. The rest where, of your teammates you made it. Where were you at? Where are you at? <laughs> Everybody else in the infield of, up in the All-Star game, where you at? He'd probably pull out that big old silver slugger board like I got one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold that. <laughs> hold that. Uh, speaking of holding that, who do you think is going to be telling the rest of the league, hold that? Shohei Otani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best half season player. The best season of the first half. By far, right? It, and I think this is going to set you up for a particular rant that I think you're ready to go oh, on. Oh, boy. Because um, we've we've been giving a lot of praise to Marcus Simeon, and you've been calling sure. him a, um, alt, uh, you know, a, what, what is it? Uh, AL MVP candidate. Legitimate you know, AL MVP candidate. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it's only so legitimate, right? Like, he obviously is, deserves to be in the conversation, except the conversation stops immediately after Shohei. Okay, yeah, it does. Okay. Okay, so you're not going to do the rant? I mean, okay, here's the thing. You've, 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 uh, have we already gotten to the point with yes. Shohei? Yes. That you can just give him yes. the MVP every mm-hmm. year if you wanted to? Correct. We are seeing the incredible happen. And again, I'm not saying he's not the MVP. Like, I'm a, I would vote for him MVP, obviously, of the American League. But damn it. If this is going to go on, like the Jordan years, right? At one point, the NBA was like, okay, now hold on, Mike. We know you're the damn best player. In the NBA. But, you know, we got to hand it to that dude from Utah, you know, at least, you know, once or twice. He, he got to get one of these. Yeah, but you, you hear what you just said? Yeah. They shouldn't have done that. I agree. Clearly it was a mistake. Yeah, I agree. But so let's also, not make the mistake and let's just keep giving it to Shohei. While he keeps doing the incredible and hitting two home runs while also throwing three strike or ten strikeouts in a singular solitary game. I don't think people really understand. Like, what is this? What he just did the other night. My man literally... Struck out 10. I think only gave a one run. Hit two home. He won the game. He basically won the game. He was like, let me get my own run support. Own run support. He won the game by himself. John Morosi was on the station earlier this week. He was on Sean and RJ. And yes. he said something that like has stuck with me. It's not It's not novel, but it's one of those things that it's so obvious that you're like, nah, damn, that's right. Uh, Babe Ruth, quite literally widely regarded as the single greatest baseball player to have ever lived, right? Said that this was not possible. This dude is doing it all the damn time. Consistent. Because it's not even like... On a regular. What are we looking at? 
We're okay. I said it earlier when we were, you know, oh, oh, from nine seven two. Shohei hit another home run tonight. <laughs> He's so crazy. Of course he did. Of course he did. Um, this, we're, we're looking at literally a six hundred plus million dollar player. Like if he was on the open market as a pitcher, he would get. A three hundred plus million dollar contract. Because that's the thing; he's not even just good at both. Like he's great. He's incredible. If he was a hitter solely on the open market, he's a three hundred million plus dollar player. We're literally looking at a guy that's deserve well deserving of being a six hundred million dollar plus player in today's Major League Baseball. Shohei Otani is literally right. one of one. Now, what, what we one have, one. what we have to do is we have to stop ourselves from doing this because yes, he he deserves all of this, but don't nobody want to hear that. <laughs> like we can't do this for fifteen minutes just saying Shohei's really good at baseball. All right, um, he's not really good. He's amazing at it. Okay, yes, amazing. You're right. You are amazing. Correct. Uh, Who is the top starting pitcher, at least according to ESPN, when it comes to? Um, the MLB in the first half of the season. Ooh, Shane McClanahan gets uh, my building. I would have, I would have gone there too. Uh, they ESPN, and I should give shout out to Bradford Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Went with Framber Valdez of the Astros. Boo. Uh, they've said he's, you know, obviously improved steadily Boo. over his big league career. And Boo um, that man. Yeah, 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 we don't have to do all that. Yeah, but I, that. I'm just surprised because we've had some incredible pitching, and the Astros. Would not have been my first like look. Um, now, when it comes to the Rangers, top starting pitcher for these Rangers this year has been Nathan Valdi, right? Yeah, John, John Gray's been really good. John though, Gray's as well. been good. It feels like he consistently gets forgotten in this. Like, but he's been really good this year, and I don't think that he'll end up getting like love when it comes to All Star. And I think that's kind of I do think Valdi gets love in the All Star. Um, and being appointed an all-star personally. Yes. But John Garcia, Gray, yeah. John Gray's been really good this year. Yeah, Ivaldi, for me, has been the MVP of the rotation. I mean, he's been a workhorse throughout the course of the year. Obviously, with losing DeGrom, other guys have had to step up, and Ivaldi has come in and done extremely well. So Ivaldi, a 2.82 ERA. John Gray, funny enough, 2.89 ERA. Right? Like, it's, it's not wildly different, and, you know, wars are similar when it comes to it, but also. I'm just seeing this. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the Rangers still have a top five um, starting rotational ERA in Major League Baseball. I haven't right? looked at that in a while, actually, but I, I, I will go back and look at that. Um, Ivaldi has 101 strikeouts. His whip is is .997. He's been incredible. That's just so good. He, he deserves to be an all-star in my mind, does Nathan Ivaldi um, for them. So, But yeah, but my vote would be McClanahan for uh, top for AL Cy Young Award winner through the first half of the year. Top relief pitcher. We don't even have to do this with the Rangers. Like, yep, give, it to, to give it to Will Smith, and we don't have to talk too much yep. about it because I know it's a sore subject. Yep. Um, they give it to Alexis Diaz for the Cincinnati Reds, who's been really good. He's a lot of saves. Um, his strikeout rate is went from 11.7 per nine innings as a rookie to this year, 15.1 strikeouts per nine. Um, and he's allowed just one homer in 138 batters faced while going 22 for 22 save opportunities. What you want him to do? I mean, <laughs> the, the numbers speak for themselves. What you want him to do? Um, the top rookie. I wish that Josh Young could get some love here. And obviously, when you actually get He'd on be the my Rangers, vote. <laughs> Corbin Carroll, who is uh, on the oh, Arizona Diamondbacks, no. and he is actually... An NL starting outfielder in the All Star game. He has been incredible for been them. Really good. <laughs> he uh, been he's really on. Good. He's on pace for 34 homers and 47 steals. Like, <laughs> funny enough, just 
it feels like two seasons ago the Goodness. Arizona Diamondbacks were garbage and now look horrendous at leading the NL West. Um, most surprising player, your at Texas Ranger gets some love here. Oh, who do you think that this the most surprising player of the first half of the MLB season is? And it is in fact a Texas Ranger. Ezekiel Duran. That's a good call. They go with Jonah Hine. Oh, okay. And, okay. And it's okay. it's a lot of the reasons why I was not expecting him to actually win this all-star starting position. Mm-hmm. And not that I, again, I think that he's entirely deserving. He absolutely is. But, like, if you, and he, do a little right. Uh, if we told you before this season that the Rangers would have four of the 12 most valuable position players in the AL the first half, you'd be like, Semyon, Seager, Adolis, and then who else? And it is Jonah Heim. Right. I mean, at one point, and he may still be leading the American League as far as catchers uh, and hits. I mean, he's called great games. He's been a steady force for the rotate, the starting rotation. And that's not a small feat. Like, called great games is incredible. Because also, like, he's dealing with some pitchers that he has not really spent a lot of time with. And mm-hmm. he's been calling incredible games with, you know, high-level, high-leverage pitchers. And offensively, he's been incredible, which is funny because... You know, they have another catcher on this roster, but obviously we haven't seen him much. You know. Who, Mitch Garver? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and John Heim has taken the reins of this job and it's just been. You remember when they brought in Mitch Garver, like the expectation was like Mitch Garver, hold it on. And then until you can get Sam Huff up, kind of. And then Jonah Heim came like, out of nowhere and was like, I am, I am, I am him. I'm him. Don't, I am the catcher. Don't, don't you worry, worry about, about that. Yes. Like, we got you. <laughs> and so I think just his ascension has been incredible. And then on top of that, from establishing himself as a big league catcher on this Rangers. Um, now he's made himself just a can't-miss player. And, and by the way, of doing it from both sides of the plate. Incredible defensively. <laughs> like really good defensively. No, I mean, well. literally. Oh, yeah. Both both literally sides, on both, both sides, sides of the plate. Yes. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> yes. Um, most exciting player, you will not be surprised to know who this is. It is not a Ranger, but it, his, his name has been on everybody's tongues over the last at least three, four weeks. Oh, De La Cruz from Yeah, Ellie yeah. De La Cruz. Yeah. I'm looking at the Reds like, oh, so y'all just got good as soon as he came up here? What was y'all waiting on then? What's been, <laughs> what's been your favorite part of the Ellie De La Cruz uh, experience? Okay, first of all, he's 6'5". Yes, okay. he's a giant. And at 6'5", at shortstop? Yes. And with, you know, and you want to know why that's possible? And the thing that makes him so incredible to be? He's so damn fast, man. <laughs> and I don't know what it says about me that like my in- immediate inclination when it comes to like sports in general. If you see, show me the fast guy, I'm interested. And Ellie De La Cruz is the fast guy. I'm just trying to imagine a six foot five athletic shortstop with power for days. He damn near hit one out of Great American Ballpark <laughs> in one of the first few days he was up in, in, in the bigs. It was just like, dude, like they make these? And De La Cruz, like, yep, yep, they, they still do. And I'm him. Uh, just running back, running through some some of the rest of these. I don't know what the Fish Out of Water Award is. It might just be a reason for them to shout out Luis Arise in the ways that he has been incredible, almost batting 400. And Jeez. maybe maybe that's the award is just like, hey man, everybody's hitting uh, you know high launch angles, and he's like, nah, we just putting <laughs> these in play, baby. Put them in play, baby. <laughs> Best team they unfortunately give to the Tampa Bay Rays. I get it because of the start, whatever. Uh, most surprising team. Somehow, they don't give it to the Rangers. They say the Rangers are close second to the Marlins. Mm, However, I want to get this in because let us laugh. The most disappointing team is... The most disappointing team? Yes. Oh, man. Who who they go with? The New York Mets. (laughs) Because of all this spending, man. 
again, I don't fault Steve Cohen for doing what he has done to try and make this team better. Like, I would much rather have my owner, governor, whatever you like to call them these days, spending the money to try and make their team better. Sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss. And the Mets have been missing quite a bit. They have been horrendous this year. So much to the point where there have been reports like maybe Steve Cohen maybe wanted to, you know, blow the thing up. But he has just refused to do so at this and point. What I do love about Steve Steve Cohen is like I think that there's some people who's like I spent a whole bunch of money and now I got egg on my face and he's like no, no that just means I need, means I need to spend more, more money. That's all. <laughs> more money will fix this. And you know what? That's not how I live my life. Mostly because I don't have all that money. I'm about to say but mostly because I'm not a billionaire hedge fund guy. I kind of appreciate it. Go ahead, Steve Cohen. Go ahead. Throw money at it. Please more. do more. Just throw more money. At if it. for no other reason than it's funny. The Rangers. Four all-star starters. That was fun, though. Uh, Hopefully some more, because, again, Adolis might be a replacement starter in the outfield. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about Nathan Evaldi. I hope and I feel strongly that he ends up being one of the pitchers. Like, this could go pretty well for the Rangers. The Rangers! That's what I'm talking about. We'll just let that that finish it out. (laughs) That's right. Coming up next, we go inside the gray area where Vanna White is looking for this from Wheel of Fortune after they named this dude the replacement to host Pat for Pat Sajak. Next on the Get Right. About to go inside the gray area here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line 877 1053 if you want to get in on the conversation coming up at the top of the hour we'll get you caught up on the latest headlines on this Thursday including history being made by the good guys as we get ready for the MLB All-Star break again your headlines at the top of the hour here on the get rights Larry let's go inside the gray area here on 105 through the fan uh, as we do speaking of the weekend Oh, no. Are you going to talk about this terrible show? They got canceled after five episodes. Somebody somebody is doing the Lord's work. Somebody, look, Discover, Warner, Discover, whatever, Discover Warner Brothers, whatever the name of the company is, mm-hmm. they've been doing a lot of shady stuff. But the one thing I can say I get behind, one decision of late, getting Sam Levinson and all that mess off of the air <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> a criminal, I say. Oh, boy. A criminal. I keep seeing screenshots with, you know, like the closed captioning, so you see some of the dialogue. That's and right. Every, everyone I see is worse and worse. And I'm like, how did, how did who allowed this to happen? Why? Why did they allow this to happen? And why did it take them so long to stop it? Well, it's never too late to cancel something. And uh, HBO said, nope. Do you know how bad a show's got to be for HBO to be like, actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I, I was just amazed that it ended up being the case, considering how bad it was, or it seemed to be, because... God forbid I watch that. Um, but like HBO, one of the like staples of the HBO brand is just kind of like the quality control. Yeah. It's like you know that you're at least getting something decent. Like there it's not not everybody everything's gonna be a banger. I mean, never not, not everything's gonna be insecure. But there's know, gonna be or, a high or, Is that is that the first banger show you go to when it goes to HBO? I'm saying about my wife. She loves it. She's okay. insecure. I mean, it's fair. But um, yes, 940. They said they tried watching it. The, if, what is it, the idol? Or is it the icon? Idol, is the idol, idol, yeah. Um, is the name of the show that we're Cancel referencing. Cancel is what it is. Um, blessing. <laughs> uh, but from 940, they said they tried watching that, but it's too creepy. That's right. Very creepy. Very weird stuff. Don't watch it. Do not recommend. 
Not to mention horrendous acting. Horrendous yeah, acting. they they did say your boy Abel was was wildin'. B A D bad. Yeah. Um, no nine four zero. Nothing about Florida tonight. You're welcome. Wow. Congratulations, Florida. Uh, the headline goes like this. This comes from uh, the Huffington Post. Oh, man, I can't remember the last time I checked in on the Huffington Post. I'm going to go there right now. Shout out to Phil Lewis. He's great. Great follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Vanna White threatens to quit Wheel of Fortune if she doesn't get a hefty raise, per the report. Wheel of Fortune... Letter revealer uh, Hannah, uh, Hannah, Vanna White has a puzzle for her bosses to solve. Oh, okay. All right. How about that? Okay. How to pay her more money so she doesn't walk. The Venerable Game Show co-host has threatened to quit if she does not receive more than double Oh wow! her $3 million salary to get closer. I don't know how much closer this is, actually, but uh, to get closer to the, quote, $15 million annual pay of outgoing host Pat Sajak. Sajak had 15 to her three? 15 to her three. That is literally, boys and girls, five times mm. the amount of pay. That's that good mathematics. But, but, but what does she do? What you mean, what does she do? Be up there. Thank you. But, because, okay. no, <laughs> so she should get five times. More than what no, he gets? She, said, well, she just says here, she should get double what she gets. I get what you're saying, right? Like, ever since they stopped making her actually turn the big blocks, and now we just got the TVs, and now the, <laughs> and the screens and whatever, right? She's not actually doing anything, except she is indelibly linked to the identity of the show. And I think this is why this is the time that she makes the move, because it's like... We're paying for the name of Vanna White now. Right. And this is the thing. You done already lost Pat Shajak. You're going to lose all you of lose the Vanna recognizability of this show. And also, mm-hmm. one thing you got to remember, right? Because some, some places would just be like, yes, go away. We are Wheel of Fortune. We'll make it work. You got to remember, the people that they are showing this show to on syndication, they don't like it. They don't like change, right? And I'm I, still mad about Bob Barker's no longer, you know. See, around. we talk about older folks like KG. Um, wow. They don't like change. Wow. You, I wasn't wow. going to do it. You set it up. I legitimately wasn't going to do it, but you set it up. All right. You you put yourself in the line of fire. Okay. I apologize. Actually, I don't. I don't apologize. For no, you don't. You I, don't I don't know why you even tried to apologize. <laughs> I don't know why you tried But no, like, yeah, them people don't like change, so you're going you gonna to do all of the change because you're not willing to cut her in on a little bit more money? And you got it. I know you pay. I, I was about to. I know you're not paying new dude $15 million, I don't think. Oh, I'm about to find out. Spread it around. Let's go. Pat Sajak was getting 15 mil per year to host Wheel of Fortune. Must be nice. Man. Uh, well, of course, Ryan Seacrest has been named um, the successor to Pat Sajak. I don't think he got the juice. Oh, you don't think Seacrest got the juice for it? I don't think. And he's he's good at hosting stuff. I mean, he's stay keeping a job. I just, I, he, he's almost too nice. And you know what? Pat Sajak was like nice, but with a little bit of jerk to him. He, a little bit, he, he, a little he crack snarky, on you. Yeah, a little snarky to him. He, he, he would crack on the, on yeah. the contestants a little bit. And I don't know. I, I don't know that I like the idea of Ryan Seacrest cracking jokes at people. Because <laughs> I feel like I would roast back. Oh, really? I know you're not talking. That would be me. Wow. That, that that, was that's my, what you would come with was, there? That would be me on Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Okay. We see how you feel about Ryan Seacrest. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see here. Yeah, amid the announcement that Ryan Seacrest will succeed uh, Sajak, White reportedly retained Brian Friedman, who is the entertainment lawyer. Said, oh, she got the law involved. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so this is not going to end well. Cool. Apparently, uh, Mr. Friedman is the entertainment lawyer said to be helping, check this out, Don Lemon 
and Tucker Carlson with their breakups from CNN and Fox. What? Wow. Oh. She said, look, I'm coming for my money. All of my money, said Vanna White. That is, I, I'm i sorry. I'm just still stuck on my guy's client list. Wow. Oh, yeah. Tucker Carlson wow. and Don Lemon. What a year. Woo! Oh, boy, you working, buddy. <laughs> you, know, you, know what, you know what his motto is? Billable hours. <laughs> That's his motto right now. Billable hours. Hours. <laughs> Here's the invoice. <laughs> we getting paid, baby. Here's the invoice for you. That's right, 940. That is $1.25 million per month that Pat Sajak was getting as host of Wheel of Fortune. My man said R-S-T-L-N-E. <laughs> Cash me out. That's great. That should be like his final puzzle. <laughs> Check, please. Cash me out, baby. <laughs> As we are inside the gray area, uh, Larry, shout out to Ernie Johnson, who got this amazing piece of news from his inside the NBA brethren, Charles Barkley. Take a listen. Uh, can I say something, Ernie? Uh, I think you already are. Okay. Uh, this is big. This is big. I want to be the first. I'm the only person up here knows this. I want to be the first person. It's an honor and a privilege to congratulate Ernie Johnson going into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Chuckster, what are you talking about? Uh, I, they, they told me, and I said, they said, would you do this? I said, it'd be an honor. It's an honor and a privilege to tell you, Ernie Johnson, congratulations, brother. Yeah. Man, that is, that is awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I, you know what? I'm taking the rest of the day off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. And whoever... Whoever is responsible for that, whoever uh, votes on that, I am humbled beyond words. So thank you so much. Means the world to me. I've been at this, been at this for, uh, been at this for 34 years uh, at the same place. Been over 40 years in broadcasting, and uh, I'm stunned. So thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. Um, and thank you guys. Hey, underdog. What a cool day, huh? Thanks, man. So shout out to Ernie Johnson, who's going into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. That announcement being made during the match tonight that featured, of course, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, Clay Thompson, and Stephen Curry. Well, apparently, Draymond Green is their hype man all night long. The way this is going. Okay. Um, has the match been? A, <laughs> is, is the match like an appealing product to you? Because for me personally, no, I've not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. But it was at the first time? Yeah, because if I remember... The first match had Tiger and Phil in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Which was this clearly made for television event. Right. You know, with at the time, you know, two of the best golfers in the world. But since then, it's just kind of, you know, it's whatever. It's not really a must see, at least for me, a must see thing. In fact, I had forgotten about it until I had seen this whole announcement with Ernie Johnson. So that just kind of gives you how I felt about the, the match. But I'm sure it sounded like it was a lot of fun, some trash talk going on. Um, but. Oh, Ernie Johnson, mm-hmm. one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet. Oh, well, meet. look at you. I've, I've met Ernie Johnson. I, look. Wow. Wow. You hear you hear him stunting on us, Larry? Don't do that. That's tough. Don't do that. I never met Ernie Johnson. Larry, you met Ernie Johnson? Don't do that. I've met an Ernie, but not an Ernie Johnson. Mm, that's tough. Wow. KG, you met Ernie Johnson? I have had the good fortune wow. of meeting Ernie wow. Johnson. Wow. So we just peasants that haven't met Ernie Johnson, huh? I've been very fortunate. Uh, in my career thus far to meet some incredible people. Uh, Ernie Johnson is one of them. Here's the coolest part about Ernie Johnson. Ernie stayed in a pair of Jordans. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stay in a pair of First time I met Ernie Johnson, had a pair of Concords on. Had a pair of Jordan Concords on. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I just, I'm always impressed by his ability to, to be cool under pressure because like yes. being on tv in general requires that in a way on them personalities <laughs> exactly I don't, I don't think people realize just being on tv yes if you see an earpiece it is mayhem in that person's ear mm-hmm. right and they are being cool and remaining under and then on top of that some of the like most inflammatory human beings some of the most <laughs> unserious human beings and the least corralable human beings and he manages to do it swimmingly every night and that's just the basketball side obviously he's done the baseball and he's like long you know historic career Ernie Johnson is incredible what he does and it's kind of it's kind of amazing that we can see it and it really just is so simple you know Uh, or he makes it appear so simple when it's not that yes and yes uh, 940 yes I've met him I've had the good fortune of meeting him more than once wow (laughs) shout out to the Mavericks Western Conference run a couple years ago (laughs) for that Um, but that's your trip inside the gray area here on the gig right Congratulations to Ernie Johnson. Uh, Absolutely. One of the true gentlemen of this business and much deserving of going to the Sports Broadcaster Hall of Fame. That's to get right. Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan coming up. Next, we get you caught up on the latest headlines on this Thursday night, including history made by your Texas Rangers. We'll do that next on 105 through the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.